You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. I'm here back with Julian Andrews. Julian, we missed you. Missed you too. I could only muster one show without you just because I was going to do another one on Friday, and then I just, I was emotional. And that's okay. Um, you're back. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to save the day. And, and you know, as a result, we're going to do lots of shows this week. Yeah, we have three shows this week. We did two last week. Um, so we owe you. And at the end of this podcast, not that you're like, obviously you're not watching or listening in real time. But if you are listening and you didn't watch us rip cards open, um, we're going to rip. Julian has some retail packs um, and boxes that he bought from Target.com that we're going to rip open. Um, I already ripped mine open last week because I'm an addict. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured. I could, I could, yeah, yeah, I know. You didn't even ask. Like, you knew. Um, Any hits? I know. I actually, it was pretty. Uh, I don't think I, I, I can look here, but I don't think anything good. Um, right, I cool. opened another box of hoops from um, Three Stars and I got a, um, a Franz Wagner nice. rookie, rookie autograph. Wow. Nice. Um, which That's is going for like 170 bucks. And then I got a LeBron James car that it's going for like 80 bucks on ebay so it's a good box nice he's looking yeah. nice yeah not lebron lebron's actually not lebron nice. well he actually he's having a good i mean he's having a good year because he has to yeah um actually that that makes me think of something i want to add something into my notes here uh okay uh so i had a topic i wanted to talk about last week but then i didn't record on friday like i was supposed to work kind of got away from me so my bad but um, let's quick go over um, the Timberwolves and where they are. Timberwolves, right now, as we record this on a Monday night, they are not playing tonight. They are 23-23. and 23. They are seventh in the West, a half a game ahead of the Los Angeles Lakers, who might, I don't know, if, like, I don't know how much, how plugged in you've been, but, like, Frank Vogel is going to get fired, it seems. Yeah, weird. Um, yeah, because he definitely is the one that 
signed or traded for Russell Westbrook and put together this roster that literally everyone said wouldn't work. Yeah. Like we all said that. I mean, some other team will then get lucky and be able to hire Frank Vogel. So, and I don't like the Lakers. So I guess I, I do Frank like Vogel. <laughs> I think that's actually right. And I think he's trying to free himself. The other night he benched uh, Russell Westbrook in like the last few minutes and reporters asked him about it. And he just said that he wanted to give his team the best chance to win. That is an awesome response. Right. It's basically like, maybe like fuck this like yeah. i'm out like i like this is so stupid i don't want to play russell westbrook yeah. anymore um which we'll talk, we'll talk about that later but uh well maybe we won't we can talk about it now uh russell westbrook for john wall seems like the rockets are interested in that trade if they get yeah. a first round pick back damn man the wheel keeps turning right? <laughs> and uh, i mean sure you know for a first round pick yeah you do that john i guess Wall's not playing for them they're not yeah. going to play Russ. No. Which you is, know. right? Like, right? the NBA contract situation has gotten so crazy. Now that these players don't deserve that. But I, I think, like, when a player is overpaid, suddenly, like, your There's legacy is... There's only a couple is, teams they can go to. Right? And then your legacy is just, like, you don't play. Yeah. Because we want to tank and, and or develop our young players. Do you really... Do you think the Rockets would... I mean, I think it's... I don't, I don't know, man. Do you think the Rockets would really sit Russ? Uh, no, because I don't think they. I don't think he'd let them. I think it's a little different than John Wall. Yeah, or I think that Russ would like try like find a way where he eats money. Yeah, to I get mean, back on like yeah. a contender or something. Could they yeah. buy him out? I mean, that's the thing. I don't think they could buy him out, but I think he would agree to like. I don't know. That's like a conversation, right? Like, I wonder if he would take like a significantly. I mean, Russ doesn't need money, you know. Well, Although I don't know, I I would just sit and make the money if I was Russ. But I was gonna say I think I would too. Like, but let, let's see so what his tough. contract looks like. It's that's really tough, man. I, I um, it's he's tough because like forty four this year and forty seven next. Oof. year. I so you like, just keep him. Just let, if let next year, money. if next year you were like, hey, like yeah, even I was gonna say you you eat seventeen and million, million, million. That's, yeah, that's so much money. Um, okay, but I mean, yeah, but just one more thing, like the Lakers. Yeah. Could probably use John Wall, weirdly, right? He seems like he'd be a much better fit. Yeah. <laughs> and like Davis and LeBron are clutch guys, and so is Wall. Yeah. Ooh. It's got juice. It is crazy though. Yeah. Like after two years of winning the championship, like Frank Vogel's gonna get like it's whatever. Like we, we can shit on LeBron, and obviously he's like a top three player of all time, top two probably, but like it's a classic LeBron situation where it's like everybody's fault, but the coaches And this, this one actually like, isn't on LeBron, but it's like, when you have a LeBron team, like it is hard to build around him. And I think teams have mm-hmm. a pretty tough time doing that. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wolves are uh, yeah. 23 and 23. They just beat the nets on Sunday. Granted it was without uh, um, Kevin Durant, um, but they won 136 to 125. Uh, nice win. Um, it was a third of the last four that they won. Up next on Tuesday, they have the Blazers, and then on Thursday, they have the Warriors, both on the road. Pretty significant games, pretty yep. significant road stand. Then um, they have the the Suns on Friday on the road, and then the Jazz, Nuggets. So they they, they got some tough games coming up, um, certainly. Uh, doing the one thing I want to talk about, and I meant to talk about this last week, and we've kind of talked about this. We've talked year. around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind, kind of all year. And I've been texting some people like just that 
around, you know, around the team and, and like just talking about the demeanor overall of Carl Anthony Towns and like when it, like you'll never say enough is enough because players that are really good at basketball, like they get away with a lot more than what mm-hmm. Towns does. But I think what Towns does is just like very annoying and um, whatever. Explain like, what you mean. So I think, I think if you're a Minnesota Timberwolves basketball fan, I think it's pretty easy or a basketball fan in general. I think it's pretty easy to watch a Timberwolves game and look and watch Carl Anthony Towns play. And I don't think anybody on the court respects him because I don't think anybody in the crowd respects him. And I think he thinks that like, and he wants refs to respect him. It's like Mm -hmm. this whole thing. And I think he's a good person and I think he's a very good player, but the way he carries himself on the court is, I think it's a problem. And, um, because I, 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 I don't know. Like I, I, I just have a hard time watching him and you see the, the way other players interact with them. Yeah. And you know, not that like likability is ever a big thing, but like it matters. It, it does matter. Especially when, like if you're a top three guy in the league, like if you're LeBron, who cares if nobody likes you? Like that doesn't matter. Like you're LeBron, you're going to figure it out when you're Carl any towns. And like, there's this thing of, well, like who does he fit in with? And then you look at his track, record and you say well you know there, there really hasn't been any winners here and then you look at the jimmy stuff and he didn't really get along with him and maybe like, you say okay well jimmy didn't get along with anybody but then you say well jimmy actually got along with andrew wiggins really well yeah well <laughs> like okay right like you say oh okay well you know whatever whatever and then like you go down the line and obviously carl's young still but um like last week for example um towns hits the game winner against the knicks what uh what was the game winner like in the final minute um the league went back and they they said in the last two minutes it should have been a foul on towns he, on that bucket he made he pushed off for julius randall whatever that stuff happens all the time um next game but this is also the from the guy that tells you constantly that uh he doesn't get the fouls and yeah. he's not respected right and um on uh the the next night against the hawks he had an absolute meltdown and and he he did the thing where basically he lets a player that shouldn't own him own him yep. and then he gets all caught, all caught up in his feelings um yep. and he he uh hits like a fadeaway at the end of the third quarter um and after he hits the shot he steps over Atlanta's Anekwe and Gugwe did i say that right uh, i don't think so i'd never do I'm sorry. Let me, let me. I can't read the. Let me see. Um. Anyways, so he's, no, I he, think it's yeah. Yeah. Nyeka, I don't know how to say his last name. He's from U, forward from USC. Like yeah. very, very like played really well for the, Hawks in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Um. But he's like a six foot eight or six foot nine forward, undersized. But anyways, Towns like steps over him and like looks at him afterwards, and the refs call like they call him for a technical, and then they review the tape and they call towns for a flagrant one because he stuck out his feet mm-hmm. while he was doing it, whatever. Um, that's fine. Uh, after the game though, he talks about how he can't tell the truth about the refs because if you tell the truth in this league, you get fined, right? Like add that to the quote board. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, whatever. And it, it, these things would be like, like interesting enough if he actually had a case for it. But if you look at the stats, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, so he is first in the league in fouls against him, uh, and I guess that's the point 
that Carl wants to make, right? Like I'm getting called for 3.8 fouls a game. Um, you know, guys like Deshaun Tate, Pascal Siakam, Jaden McDaniels, Jaron Jackson Jr., Juice, like no, mostly big men. That's not like unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing though is Carl is he ranks 14th in the league in free throws attempted per game. Um, it was 5.9 per game. I'll, I'll list you off the top 15. Like you tell me like who he's better than like who, who on this list does Carl deserve? And I, like, again, I'm a Carl guy in Minnesota, but I, like, I just think that at some point you need to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, like superstars get calls, but like, are you like, here are the guys, Giannis, Joel Embiid, James Harden, DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young, Kevin Durant, Rudy Gobert, maybe. Right. But like, you could argue like Gobert gets fouled intentionally, whatever. Um, Shea Gilders Alexander. Okay. Again, maybe. Right. But he's like the focal point of their team. Luka Doncic, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard, LeBron James, and then Towns. Yeah. Here's the problem. Um, A, yeah, Towns is not better than those guys. And B, getting the calls in the league does not mean you can do whatever you want. You know, like, yeah. The, the reason Towns is so high up and, and I like if we're talking about, so let's talk for a second about him fouling people about him getting called for fouls. Carl's not a good defender. He fouls guys a lot. He wants to get these calls. He wants, he wants to like, he, he wants, he wants to not get called for fouls, you know, even mm-hmm. though he's fouling people because he's a star. He's not a good defender. He's always out of position. He's always making up for it by fouling you're going to get, you're going to get called for it. Like these refs do have a job to do and it's not like fixing the game for Carl. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, I don't know, man. It's just like, as you said, you said something about like how there's all these other players in the league and nobody cares if they're, you know, nobody cares if they're liked because they're really great, you know? But like it's getting to the point where how Carl relates to the refs specifically, I don't really necessarily want to talk about him in the locker room because I don't really understand his relationship with the rest of the team. But how he relates to the refs is like impeding his ability to be a great yeah, player. I agree. Like it's getting in the way of him playing well. And as a professional and as somebody who ostensibly wants to be great, you have to be able to fix that. And and he just hasn't been able to do that. And that's really frustrating because it's really clear that this is to this point. I mean, it's tied into his kind of inability to improve on defense, but other than like putting that aside, this is the biggest thing standing in the way of his development, which sounds crazy to say, but it's true. He can do everything on the basketball court. He just needs to like, I don't want to say like keep his head, but it, it's it's just really becoming a problem. I completely agree with you, and it really doesn't seem like it's going away. No, I, I agree. And like I like will it is it gonna impact the Wolves like long like success this year, like in the standings? Like maybe not. Um maybe. but it is a na- yeah, but but also maybe, right? In I mean it's certainly gonna impact them come playoff time. And like I, I get I get the arguments of like fans on Twitter being like, Well, the refs hate Carl. Okay, you you but but also watch a Timberwolves game and you tell me like how Carl makes himself likable. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yes. what? And like refs are people and like, you know, probably all of us have like refed or umped like some sort mm-hmm. of thing in our lives that made us feel uncomfortable. And like, 
who do we normally favor? Like people that are like nice to us and we try not to do it. Right. But it's just like human nature. You, you tell me when Carl is like, Oh yeah. Like I'll give this guy a call. Like, no, like, okay. So as of, um, this is up from January 9th, uh, when I pulled these stats. Um, so like two weeks ago, I guess, but the top nine offensive fouls, uh, guys that, 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 uh, were called for the most offensive fouls in the league towns with 39, Jonas Valanciunas was next with 28. Uh, you go to the Sabonis had 26, Gobert 26, Jaron Jackson Jr. 25, Julius Randle 25. Uh, number nine was Russell Westbrook. So basically there's eight guys in between and Towns has more than double what that guy has. Yeah. So, and I know Chris Finch has talked about it. Like it's a technique thing and he's got to figure it out. Um, I don't know. Like that it's, it's, it's tough because, like you, you hear quotes from Carl and he says, you know, just continue to breathe, pray. And just, it is what it is. Fight through whatever adversity you have to go through to get the win. The problem is like, he's the adversity and he, he's like creating these situations that don't really need to yeah. be created. And yep. it it's frustrating, right? Like when he, like we, we, we've seen it early in the season when he goes up against like the Valanchunas and like those bigger centers, he lowers his shoulder and he does four power dribbles. And then he gets called for an offensive foul. And he, then for five minutes, he freaks out and he gets called for three more fouls instantly. Yep. And people say, well, he's gotten better. He's gotten better. And like, sure, I guess, but like, he's still not good. Like, it's still like when, when you have to watch a Timberwolves game and like claim that you're a fan of him, it, it's like kind of embarrassing. Cause you're like, oh God, like yeah. he is just so unlikable on the court. And it's not something you can fix. So I don't want to like say it like that, but the way well, he is acts. something though, like it is something he can fix. Like he can, mo- he can moderate how he behaves and like, you have to be able to regulate your emotions as a professional athlete. Like, I'm not saying necessarily that I would do better, but also like the more that Carl claims that all of this stuff is out of his control, the less inclined he's going to be to fix it. Because if you believe, if you really believe that like the world is stacked against you, like the refs are trying to make you lose that you don't get any calls you're not going to do anything in practice to fix that. Like until Carl accepts some responsibility for this, there's not going to be an out. And I, I I think that there is a way out if he can do that, but I, I just don't see it happening. I agree. I think, I think the out is like getting him on the right road is people maybe not even inside like his circle or the Timberwolves. It's like having other players that are like superstars be like, yo dude, you got to chill. Like, you know what I mean? Like what you're maybe, doing, right? Yeah. I don't know. Cause I always think like, right. When you, when you hear things close to you, like you probably don't take it as serious where right. um, all of a sudden, like, you know, I don't know who, like, is it Kevin Garnett that needs to like come in and be like, yo dude, like you got to chill. Um, probably the wrong guy to say chill. With that being said, like towns is averaging 24 points. He's averaging nine rebounds, four assists. Yeah. He's having a know, phenomenal season. 50, like- 51% from the field and a career high, uh, well, close to a career high 40.4% from the three point line. So the problem is this is like, this is what makes it frustrating. Like no disrespect to like, you know, I don't even want to like pick on a specific player, but like Jared Vanderbilt or like Nas Reed, like if Nas Reed was doing this, we wouldn't care. Yeah. Because it's, it's not holding him back for being great. Like he's got all sorts of other stuff to worry about first, but it's like, it's just tough. when like, this is the sticking point. Hey, and, and I think the other tough part, I totally agree with you on like the players. The other tough part is I think we all say, well, so-and-so is young and blah, blah, blah. 
and like by 20 like 26 years old is not old by any means but in the nba it is not in the league for many years you've exactly like you don't get to be like i was a young player and whatever and certainly maybe when you're 35 you can look back and say i was a young player but when you're 35 you're you're probably the you know fourth best player on the team so right um yeah uh we have a quote to add to the quote board from Carl and I feel like we're shitting on him, but I wanted to add this to it. Um, Carl had a big night against the nets. Uh, well, big, basically third and fourth quarter after a slow start, Carl's quote, <clears throat> superstars show up when you need them most And the fourth quarter got tight. So I had to come in. I had to show up at one point. I felt very confident that I was going to start hitting shots and I was right. So humble too. Very humble. Although I do, I do like the confidence. I have to say, I do too. Like in uh, that, like I, I want him to shoot. I guess I agree. You know? But just, it, but it is. It's just like in the context of everything else he says, it's just like hard to take anything at face value. I know. Uh, he just some, needs to stop doing media. Some quotes from fans. He doesn't get it. I'm really starting to dislike Cat in these post game <laughs> comments. Somebody goes, "Quote: I have a lot of KG, KG in me." Quote. Um. Relieved to see Carl was not burdened by humility tonight. It's, it, I mean, it, it's whatever. It's just like at some point, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, I, I get think exhausted. The, I think I do too, and I, I think like it's hard to explain this to people who don't like watch Carl a lot, because in some there is a way like if you consume a little bit of like the Carl thing, you kind of can feel like he's getting picked on. Yeah. You know, and, and I do think it's like, I'm generally against people like criticizing players' emotions. I, I you, agree. You know, and that's what, and that's what like, I'm trying to make it. Clear. That's why this I is a difficult conversation, yeah. but it's like really, it's a problem. And it's a problem for the team that he can't like regulate his reactions. I, it, I don't know. It's like something you can work on. I'm, you, you said something before that I think is important. You said that. I forget exactly how you said it, but basically like when you talk about somebody's behavior and that you can't just like necessarily like criticize someone for like who they are or what they're doing. Right. And like, if you're unlikable, like, yep, there, there are certain like key characteristics that humans just have in their DNA, whether like, whether or not they are social or whether or not they have like that it factor that gra- like gets yeah. people to grab it. And you cannot change that. You are right. But you said that you like you don't have to like tolerate certain behavior right exactly all the time right and like that's part of it too where it's like well yeah like you i i can't make you into somebody that you're not you're right but there is certain behavior that like is in like should and should not be tolerated and yes. he continues to display behavior that it's unlikable simply because it shouldn't be tolerated and it's yeah. the flailing of the, ar- the arms it's the the yelling it's the pouting in you know, constantly believing he's the center of the universe. Um, you know, even though you look at like his history on the team and you say, well, you guys have not done anything with you yeah. as whatever, like, and you can say that's being picked on, but I think it's probably being pretty fair for someone that makes, you know, 30 million a year. But, yeah. Uh, all right. Julian, did you watch the NFL games this weekend? Oh yeah. Those were fun. I've Dude, never, I've never had a weekend like that. The bills chiefs was like it's insane. Oh man, I was so pulling for the Bills at the end. I felt so bad for Josh Allen. I what yeah. are you what what are you gonna do? You know, up putting your team up with 13 seconds left, like I know brutal. Just brutal. I, I kind of felt the same way except I, I was cheering for my, uh, the, the Chiefs and Mahomes 
and I didn't really care who won. But then, yeah. like once the Bills scored, I was kind of cheering for them. But then once the the Chiefs had the ball back, I, I was like, maybe, maybe I I'm cheering for you. Um, really crazy. That was fun. Um, well, anyways, Julian, the NFL playoffs are here, and yes, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, they are kicking things off with a huge offer, counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to one odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 to win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 to win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN. This this will be the NFC and AFC Championship Round weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years old in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrict supply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, all right, Julian. Uh, we missed our three-stars DraftKings uh, read last week, so we're giving them two this week. Um, and... Uh, they, they, they made a little announcement on their social media mm-hmm. and three star sports cards there in um, Bloomington, little Canada. Um, go online, three star sports um, They're simply the best people you'll deal with in the sports oh, card. Yeah. Marnie Gellner, big fan of, of them. They, like I literally went in there like two weeks ago and they were all very, very happy. They were like, I, we didn't know, you know, Marnie. Um, so no longer my Kyle. I am the guy that knows Marnie. Hey. Um, that's what happens when you make money. <laughs> That's what happens, right? Um, so, like with, with PSA and the cards coming back and people owing money to get their cards, and I think at the beginning of, uh, I guess, like this huge card thing where everybody's sending in cards to PSA, you're not prepaying, right? So you're you're having to pay on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think over the last few months, you've seen certain card collectors that have. Um, it, it honestly reminds me of this. Have you ever had like been in a fantasy football league in high school where you gave one guy all the money and then it took him like six months to pay you because he yeah. spent all the money on yeah. like other yeah. stuff because you're 17. Well, that's what a lot of these card companies did. Um, basically they were asking for people to pay money up front for them getting their sports cards back from PSA, which is uh, you, you, you shouldn't do because they don't have to pay PSA until they get the cards yep. back. Um, but then they weren't able to pay PSA to get the cards back. So everybody kind of lost. So um, three stars made an announcement on their social channels. And with PSA opening, I think this is important to note. I'll read the full thing. It's kind of long. So um, there's a lot of news in the hobby about a large PSA group submitter that has gone out of business after collecting money up front for grading orders. When you are considering submitting cards for grading, the first thing you should do is make sure you are submitting through an authorized PSA dealer. PSA has a list of authorized dealer on their website. You can see that at psacard.com slash dealers. You will see that Three Star Sports Cards is an authorized dealer. Second, you should make sure that the business you are submitting with is submitting cards directly to PSA, not a third party that you do not know about. Having your submitter submit through a third party does does nothing but add unnecessary risk to the grading process. Third, you should never pay up front and that's probably the most important part of stress to get your cards graded as an authorized dealer we do not pay until the cards are graded and you should not pay until your cards are graded not only are you tying up your money for an extended period of time you are risking that you will never see that money again 
three-star sports cards collect payments when your cards when you when you're picking up the cards from the store we are strong believers in the value of grading but realize that it can be a confusing process at any time if you have questions um you know they kind of go on to talk about go to three stars and and you know trust them with your grading process which we've talked about here so basically what we're saying is um you're better off than not going through probably like a bigger company get your cards graded and if you're in the metro i, I, I would advise three stars but um yeah because i think a lot of people probably saw their money slip away you know and uh yeah and the thing about asking them questions like do do that I, you know it's confusing it is and they will help you yep they're and they would love to talk to you about sports cards they run a business called three star sports cards <laughs> It is and, their it is their whole thing, <laughs> and they sh- yeah you're 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 100 right. They like they show interest. You go in there with like a booklet, and um, I'm sure it's not their favorite thing all the time to get go through people's collections. But also like they you know if, if they're not busy they they'll do it and they ask you know they you know they're, they're going to sit there and talk to you about your collection and blah blah blah. So um, I don't know what some of the, like they they always have like ten people working and like there's two people at the front desk and there's eight people just with cards in the back. And I'm guessing they're just probably going through people's collections that they bought and like sifting through the yeah. cards. But, um, they do yeah, breaks too, right? Uh, they, so I don't know if they, they do breaks. Used they used to do breaks. Yeah. We, we should actually ask them about that. Yeah. We, we can maybe like maybe fill some breaks for them. Oh, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, Ooh, a well, break bought, brought to you by three, right? Like we, I don't know. Some 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 listeners. Yeah, I think we're having an idea here. Like all of a sudden, like horn with them. They, yep. Yeah, they they give us something, and all of a sudden, like we maybe had like a five teams, like a like we do divisions or something. I don't know. Ooh, okay, okay. Fun. I like where this is going. Yeah, we can we can figure that out. Um, all right. Well, we have two more pods this week. We we talked about the talent thing. I want to talk about again. Not shitting on him as a as a player. I think he's very talented, but I think that like in order for Minnesota to to hit its true potential as a team. I think that like, Carl really needs to like figure out those inner demons with, with him on like the court and how he handles yep. himself. So, um, all right, Julian, let's rip some packs. We're going to go live on YouTube. Um, we'll share this on Twitter as well. So, um, thanks for listening. Go check out our, our car break. Um, otherwise, uh, for the rest of you, we will talk to you later this week. Bye.